1: If I see someone on a motorcycle racing up a trail that leads to a cliff and I applaud as they go, I'm complicit in their death. No, I'm going to try my best to run out and get their attention and tell them, listen, this this is not going to end well for you.
0: Don't let someone jump off a spiritual cliff. It might be tempting to let somebody continue in their sin because you don't want to offend them or you don't want them to hate you, but it is your responsibility to keep them accountable. Today, Pastor Robert will remind you of the importance of caring about others' spiritual health. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 13 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Verse
1: 48. Now when the Gentiles heard this, heard what? Well, heard Paul and Barnabas said, listen, you guys are rejecting it, so we're going to the Gentiles. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and prominent women, and the chief men of the city raised up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So my third point, final point today, God is the one who determines the results. God is the one who determines the results. We just simply go as messengers. We obey what he tells us to do. You know, we were kind of chuckling. I think it was Taryn yelled at me. I'm sitting up here tinkering with my iPad, and it it was three minutes before nine, and he yells out, Robert, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, what do you think? Because I'm on my iPad, I'm not ready or something? And you know, this is all going on in my head, and I turn around and look at him, and he says, you got one person here waiting on your sermon. It was one person in the room at nine o'clock. Now, there were a lot more by 10 after. But I remember in the early days when there would be only one person in a service. The very first Sunday, I didn't know if anybody was going to show up other than that little small team of people that our home Bible study group, and God said it, it doesn't matter. He, he just spoke really clearly to my heart. You're not doing it for them anyway. You're, you're being obedient to me, and it doesn't matter if nobody shows up. You speak my word in the city of Miami Beach, even if it's to an empty room, and I will be glorified by your obedience. And I did that on at least one occasion. I preached to an empty room, the word of the Lord was being spread through all the region, but they raised up persecution. The disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit because they understood. It's not about results. It's not a, you know, one of the things that freed me up so much as a, as a younger minister, let alone younger pastor, because I'm if you've been around a while, you've heard me say this a thousand times. I'm shy. I'm socially awkward. Especially as I've gotten older, my, my face just seems to get meaner and meaner. <laughs> and if I'm really thinking hard about something, then it really does. It's so funny to me sometimes because I'll, I'll walk into a store, you know, really thoughtful or, or irritated about something that just happened or or whatever. And And I'll see the person behind the counter looking at me like either a little fearful or or expecting. It's like, okay, this guy's coming in here for trouble and I'm going to give him some. Or in the minute I smile, everything changes, right? But when I realized I'm not responsible for the decisions that you make, I'm only responsible for telling you what God says about your decisions, I'm not here. I get emails. It's funny. From time to time, I'll get emails. I remember a couple of Easter's ago, I got an email from a lady. You know, I came Easter Sunday hoping for a nice, sweet Easter message, and you, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, yes, you got the point. Because I know, listen, I know that I was gentle. I'd always do my best to be compassionate and be gentle and not be condemning and not be hateful and not, you know, not be arrogant or you know and and if I come across that way trust me stand up stand up that one right there she will tell me before I even get home I'll have a text message waiting at the end of the sermon telling me tone it down seriously she'll make me aware because she knows me and she knows that I can I can be intense I can come across and and I knew What you wanted was to be stroked. That's not what's healthy. That's not what's healthy. It occurred to me like this one time. If I see someone on a motorcycle racing up a trail that leads to a cliff, and I applaud as they go, I'm complicit in their death. No, I'm going to try my best to run out and get their attention and tell them, listen, this this is not going to end well for you. Unless you got a parachute on that I can't see, it's not going to be good. The Bible says something really interesting right here, and I'm bringing this to a conclusion, I promise it, but it says as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. Now, I heard a wise... Bible teachers say one time, what happens right here is that many, many, many people make a leap of logic. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. So does that mean then that all who did not believe were appointed to eternal damnation? Do this. No, it does not mean that. That's an assumption that's way wrong. It's off. Listen to what the Bible says. 2 Peter 3.9 says that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants all human beings to wake up and realize how much he loves them and that his way, his plan is better than ours. He wants that force. Revelation twenty two seventeen. The scriptures declare to us. The Spirit and the Bride say, "Come and let him who hears say, Come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires and let him take of the water of life freely. I love that. But see, we're also told twice by Jesus Himself that while many are called, few are chosen. Listen to this. He did it in in a parable. Matthew 22, verses 2 through 14. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, tell those who were invited, see, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding."
0: 5312730 That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.